0: Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talk's The Walking Dead's UK podcast.
1: Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney+. I'm your host Matthew and usually when somebody joins me from across the pond it's Robert, but of course Robert isn't on The Walking Dead with us. Uh, but David is joining us from across the pond today, how are you doing over there?
0: i'm i'm fine as as i was just saying to you i'm in los angeles right now and uh it has done nothing but rain for the last two days so mm-hmm. so all of you that are still in england it feels very at home <laughs> right <laughs> right now it is starting to get better it but yes it's it's been very british weather for the last two days i mean real torrential rain it's been crazy but um yeah it's the the sun has finally decided to come out it's blue skies and starting to look more like los angeles that i remember but um yeah i was i was wondering how i was going to get to watch the walking dead as well that was the the one thing i wasn't entirely sure of right. but thankfully the um i have my ipad with me which has uh expressvpn on it and um expressvpn works to to set me as though i was still in the uk so i still have access to my uk disney plus channels um uh, so uh, Star on Disney Plus are there because uh, the show of course goes out on AMC over here not Disney mm-hmm. so I was a little concerned I wouldn't be able to catch up with it but uh, thankfully that all worked so I've still managed to watch the episode this week
1: nice nice uh, the episode we're talking about today uh, is season 11 episode 22 simply called Faith uh, what did you think of the
0: episode itself it was a good one this week i really enjoyed it um despite the fact that i've actually got a small screen because i was watching on my ipad but uh yeah it was um it was a really decent episode we finally got to uh see luke reemerge, yes. having uh disappeared and so it's like oh there he is i mean we knew he was around somewhere but yeah it is one of those things like i, I couldn't remember the girl that was with him jules apparently uh that, yeah. that she sort of slipped my mind but uh yes nice to see luke having popped back up again so you've got all that storyline going on and then the sort of resolution to the negan work camp stuff as well so that's going somewhere and then the trial things have kind of also come to a bit of a head um uh yeah i mean it's it's all going like in all-out war direction by the looks of things but uh yeah they're building it up really nicely they're sort of starting to pull everything back together again for the group and uh it's we've got three episodes left it's going to be interesting two. to two two episodes left yeah. yes it's going to be just see where we end up for these last two episodes
1: mm-hmm. yeah next week i'll be saying penultimate episode so that will be a mm. uh, new, new uh new territory not that we've not finished shows together before so we have but um this is uh, quite a long ongoing one, so yeah um, yeah, I thought this episode was great um there was there was parts of the episode that I enjoyed more than other parts, but that's kind of normal, I suppose um the Eugene stuff didn't grab me until that, the actual end of the episode but i'm I'm glad that it went to somewhere like that, so that was yeah. that was good i i I like where it's going now now that it's gotten to its more interesting kind of point um It's interesting as well like obviously with better Soul finishing this year and amc doing more lawyer related scenes but in within walking dead uh, was was kind of interesting <laughs> um we've had three three kind of lawyer-esque things this year which is better Call soul she hulk and obviously this uh this walking dead episode so that's kind of interesting um which is cool uh i thought there was an actual good bit of tension with the whole negan thing which was interesting because it's like okay you know he can't die but the others, yeah they kind of can and will they kill Anne and all this kind of stuff so i found that to be quite engaging um i really really like the uh daryl connie interactions like you, you know sort of within those scenes with the with the tunnel and everything i thought yeah. that was really good um uh, I'll, I'll talk a bit more about that once we once we get to it um and yeah great to see luke back i i didn't mind that he kind of not not really randomly popped up because you uh Aaron, Jerry, and all, all the rest of that group, Lydia and Elijah—they were on their way to Oceanside, so um, it's good that they met up, uh, which was which was good. So the see, the difference between Luke and Heath is at least when Luke was last on screen, we knew he was going to a destination. When yes. we last saw Heath on screen in what season six, it was just I am gonna run away from this bridge, and then that's that's it. So yeah. we have no idea where 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 he is if he if he does come back at all. Um, but with Luke, it was kind of, hey, I'm going to go off to o- Oceanside. We knew he was there. We just didn't see him on screen uh, for a while. So um, it's interesting with the concept as well. The the actual idea that because, OK, there, there's kind of a base at Oceanside, but it is an ocean with, well, there's an ocean thing there. You can't really sort of. Like when I look at Oceanside and I look at something like Alexandria, if you blow up Alexandria and like destroy the gates and destroy the place, there is nothing there. But and from the limited sort of stuff we've seen with Oceanside, you don't really destroy it because it's not the same sort of type of building. There might have been buildings there that we never saw or or whatever. Um, I mean, Oceanside's been so so sort of in and out the show um, in the last couple of seasons. Um, that it's 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 difficult it's difficult to remember what all of it looks like. We just obviously they they, they were by yeah. the ocean. So, um, but look, with Luke saying like, "Hey, Oceanside is kind of destroyed," I think what he means is all the people kind of died. So that was that was interesting as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good to good to see him back. Um, and although we're not as invested in Jules, it was good to still see her there. Like she, she's kind of a bit more red shirt to ask them what Luke is. But it was good that they they at least kept her around. Because they could have done an easy thing of like, oh, she died off screen and I had to run away. That they could have very easily gone there. So I'm I'm glad that they didn't. Um, So it was really good. Um, I thought there was some more really good stuff with uh, Maggie um, and Rosita. The whole motherly, mothership, um, motherhood, not mothership, motherhood uh, is what I meant to say. Motherhood side of of, of storytelling that they've tried to do. Because they did it i don't know if it was last episode or the one before but the one where she saw that uh walker um child and they've they've kind of tried to continue a bit with that so that them doing yeah. the thing with like herschel and coco being sort of gone i thought was great as well so you no know, i i enjoyed most of this episode i just i didn't really enjoy the sort of um eugene uh court scenes but then that goes to the mercer stuff which i which i liked anyway so um yeah. Yeah, I was all right with uh, with most of this episode, but it it was good to actually feel a sense of like given how many characters we know can't die because of spin-offs, and even though Negan's in that scene, it still kind of felt a little bit more tension than, than what yeah. we have had. Yeah. Um so cuz for a final season, this has felt surprisingly sort of I I haven't really felt like the characters have been under threat in this last mm. season. Like when you're a big show like a I don't know a lost or game of thrones or you know those those sorts of big shows that have ensemble casts it's good to think like okay there isn't another season so we can kill off anybody and you, you haven't had that because of the spinoffs but there's still so many other characters so that was that, that yeah. was good to inject that bit of bit of tension in there mm-hmm. yeah so um, Alright that's what we got for the pre-talk and everything We'll get into the recap in a minute will do some housekeeping and then jump into the recap We'll see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Manscaped You can get 20% off with your order With Manscaped by using the promo code That we've got with them which is ETALK UK That's E-T-A-L-K UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode. And you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well. So you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with Manscaped and free shipping first-hand quality professional with Manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about Manscaped's quality thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Alright, so this week on Gaming Talk, we talked about some money-related things. PlayStation VR 2, which is the, obviously, follow-up to PlayStation 4's VR unit, which you can use with PS5 as well. Um, The the unit itself was announced a while ago, but we didn't have a price or a date. It's now, I think the date was 23rd of February, which is a little bit earlier than than most people were expecting. Um, But the price of it is quite astronomical. In fact, the VR unit costs more than the actual PlayStation 5 itself, which is... (laughs) uh, Yeah... If it basically, if you want both of them, it's going to cost you between nine hundred roughly and a grand. Depends on where exactly you you get what you're going to get. So, because uh, at the, at the moment, at least in the UK, at the moment, a PS5 on its own, a disc version with a controller, no games or anything else, is about four eighty, four hundred eighty. Um, and they announced that the PSVR2 unit is five hundred. I think it was five hundred and thirty. They said, which is uh. Very expensive. So even as somebody yes. who like I've really enjoyed VR gaming on PlayStation, that sort of stuff, I don't want to spend that much money on a VR unit because that's a lot of money. So uh, no. talked about all of that uh, and some launch titles as well that that they they've announced. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two has sold very very big. The game has made a billion already, and it's been out just over a week. Um, apparently, it's set set the franchise record, uh, which was first set by Black Ops Two in two thousand and twelve. So that's really really good. So good stuff over there. And then uh, EA is teaming up with Marvel for three video games. We know one of them is the EA Motive Iron Man game. So we talked about all of those things and uh, game impressions and that sort of stuff. Over on the United Car, some unfortunate results. We lost 3-1 away to Aston Villa. These things just happen in football. Uh, The team was very, very switched off, etc. There'll be two more games I'll be covering for this year. Uh, One is tomorrow, which is against Aston Villa again, but in a different competition. And then Sunday we play against Fulham. Um, on Sunday and that will be the last game until the World Cup comes along and ruins everything Um, and then we the next game is until the 27th of December which feels like a long time away but uh, that's what's going on in the world of football. Um, Let's talk about fixing things. Uh, I did a podcast finally that the podcast I've been talking about for a bit called 10 Steps to Fix Netflix. I came up with 10 um, which was the amount that I sort of came up with. Uh, I did a podcast similar before, which was called 14 Steps to Fix the DCEU, one of which has actually been done. But uh, yeah, 10 Steps to Fix Netflix, getting into their problems and the amount of stuff that they make and yeah, all, all that sort of thing. So that's the that episode over on the chat podcast episode for this month we'll talk about october 2022 how it all went for entertainment talk uh talked about a bit more podcast planning some more stuff with work and talked about a little bit about uh, the new prime minister because obviously he's just sort of taken over so uh talked a bit about that as well over on the united cars the other episode for the Europa League we beat Real Sociedad by one goal to nil which meant that we did get through to the next round of the Europa League um but we didn't win the group so we get a Worse have seeded teams. We have ended up getting drawn against Barcelona, which is very interesting. So uh, that won't continue until February, that competition. So there's that. Um, Speaking of the World Cup, I did a podcast simply called discussing the 2022 Qatar FIFA World Cup, which starts here. Very shortly, uh, over on the Witcher side of things, I did an episode uh, for watching The Witcher, talking about the recasting for Geralt, obviously the main character, currently played by Henry Cavill. He will still be he will he will still be Geralt for the third season, but the upcoming fourth season, uh, which is going to be a long way away yet, uh, is going to be played by Liam Hemsworth. And that is pretty much what we've been doing recently on EntertainmentTalk dot org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some I must said some news. That's what I say for gaming talk. Let's get into the recap. Um, en route to Oceanside, <laughs> uh, getting my podcast mixed up here, doing too many. Uh, en route to Oceanside, Aaron, Jerry, um, Lydia, and Elijah bumped into Luke and Jules. Um, says they remember them vaguely? I we we still remember we still remember Luke. I remember he had a girlfriend of sorts. I didn't remember what her name was because we I think yeah. we'd, I think we'd seen her once maybe before. Um, I think they were like flirting or something at the hilltop, and then they went. I think from the hilltop in the and carriage or whatever it was to oceanside and that was the last we saw of them that was probably season say nine ten roughly well it wasn't this season it was a while ago that they that they went off um but we bumped into them now anyway uh the sweethearts reported that commonwealth troopers had overtaken the beach community oceanside so no point in going there Um, when more, uh, troopers approached the, the the group here, uh, Lydia kept her friends safe by having them pull a whisperer, um, pull the whisperers and roam among the dead. Well, safe-ish, there's a little bit of a later part that's connected to this here. Um, one of the walkers, um, it's one of the smart kinds, uh, we'll have to figure out what we're calling these walkers, um, dropped down to the ground, started crawling for a bit and picked up a knife. I think Lydia dropped this knife, they showed, she got a little bit bumped in the crowd, and obviously you can't move too much because uh, if she were to crouched down and tried to pick this knife up, she'd be in a in a bit of trouble um but yes, you wonder if that knife is going to end up inside of somebody who isn't mm-hmm. a a walker um which is also a scene I really liked in here, so these are kind of connecting the uh uh the these the, these two group scenes together um yeah, it's good to see Luke um they could have done lazy thing of like he'd been killed off screen or something or um, I mean, if the show was going to be really lazy, it would just—I I, guess—never bring him up. But he's back. Jules is actually still with him as well. Um, I didn't know if I expected her to be with him because I remembered that she was a character that was with him. But um, it's good that they're both alive and well. Well, at the at the at the moment, they're they're alive and well, uh, which is good. Um, so yeah, there's it, it's been a little bit of a history with Walking Dead of like missing characters. If you remember from. Season one to about season nine, where M- M- Morales, who um went missing after season one, that was the original Atlanta group, and then I remember they found him. Daryl found him um, with Negan's people, I think, and uh, he shot Morales and and killed him because I think Morales was trying to kill somebody or something like that. Um, right. obviously Heath has gone missing for a while. Luke was missing and now he now has been found. Um. I don't know about any other missing characters that we that we have had, but there's there's been a, there's been a few that have been a long length of time. So it's good to see Luke back. Yeah. Um. So let's go to the first bit here. What do you think of uh, Luke coming back and them sort of trying to hide and everything?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, well, we we kind of assumed it, it's sort of interesting. I mean they were heading towards Oceanside, but we sort of assumed that given what we know about Alexandria, the chances are Oceanside is also kind of gonna be under Commonwealth's control as well. But mm-hmm. so so that all sort of makes sense. Uh nice to see Luke back. I was just looking up some background on the episode and the actors and stuff. Uh Dan Fangler, who's the um the the actor that plays Luke apparently he's also in the fantastic beast movies yeah which yeah. Uh, i haven't seen and that's the reason why he wasn't on the show is because he was filming the next fantastic beast movie um so yes it, it, that, that's the reason why they had to remove him for such a long time does but he, um, does he play a main character in those films I don't know. I'm I'm I am i i have not seen any of them, so I couldn't tell you. But uh yes, he he's apparently was busy filming the, the Fantastic mm-hmm. Beast film, which I wasn't there. Uh yeah, so I I yeah, that that I, I kind of you know, very happy to see him like, be able to come back and do a, a few more bits for this and it sort of connects to Oceanside without them having to go to Oceanside. So uh you know, and presumably if they're not going to go to Oceanside, they'll probably head towards Alexandria. You would think that mm-hmm. would be the way that they were sort of heavy heading. So, um, so yes. And, and the sort of linear using the, the whisperers move of, of kind of trying to make them, you know, blend into the, the crowd. That's a, a smart idea. Uh, these new sort of variant walkers are, are going to be quite sort of interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I missed the bit about the drop knife. I don't know whether I looked away or I just wasn't that focused on it. And I, I, I'm not sure. To be fair, I was very jet lagged on Monday, so that right. might be why. But uh, yeah, so I, I I'm not sure. I kind of missed that little bit. But yes, that's um, it. It is seen that's us
1: that's a little bit later in the episode, but because like a night scene, there's some troopers that uh, spot this. It's like a big group because it's like a herd of walkers, and then our group. Uh, and then yeah. Lydia's got like her hood up and covered, I, th- I think a bit. And then she gets yeah. sort of she gets sort of bumped. Um, she drops a knife and then a walker, a walker literally crawls over to a knife, picks it up and then stands up. So, um, right? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, which is which is quite quite scary. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Um, I I I would just simply call these smart walkers. I I don't think like because they still walk, don't they? Um, because like it, like yeah. in, in in the Last of Us, where you've got the infected, they're called runners, and they're called runners because they run. Uh, the clickers are called clickers because they make clicking sounds. So, um, it, it's more like we we kind of name these infected people as like what they what they do, which the walkers they they walk, so that's why we called them that. Um, I don't know, you'd you'd, you'd have to ask Robert Kirkman, I suppose. He's he, he's the one that started all this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, I I would just call them smart walkers because they still walk, but they do a few more intelligent things. So, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So good. Uh. Good kind of start with uh, the with, with, with all those characters. I thought that was pretty great. So. Yeah. Um. The the one thing I thought was a bit, Walking Dead quirky was like, okay, so they spot that there's a group of troopers, and then they crouch behind their um like horse and carriage, and it's like okay i i get the all in cover but they didn't attempt to like because c- surely one of the troopers would like investigate that or something i don't know it, it was a it, it was it was a funny kind of thing so um so it was interesting meanwhile a kerfuffle with a guard at the commonwealth work site, um left negan's uh telltale map in the possession of the warden so this is cutting over to the Uh, campsite group thing. Well, not really campsite. It's a prison site, isn't it? So, uh, who tasked him with finding out who it was. He's asking him for a name at a certain point. Uh, Though Annie's husband, eager to be uh, executed and martyred, um, confessed it was his. Uh, So, there's a few bits tied into this as well as a few other bits as well because the next bit we get to is uh, where Negan's threatening to be shot. Um, There's the bit with... uh, There's two other sort of parts to this where Annie is being kind of um, threatened... And Negan saying like, "Hey, can can she catch a break? Because like, you know, she's she's pregnant and whatnot." Um, it was it was very disappointing to see, and I it it was behaviour that I expected, but was still disappointed to see the way that like, because I'm pretty sure everybody in the area knows that this woman's pregnant, right? Like, it's not some sort of the the guys didn't need to be told that she was pregnant. They're still kind of like knocking her around and stuff, and it's yeah, it's like wow, that's that's some nasty yeah. uh, mistreatment. Um, and then Negan tries to intervene, he gets himself sort of, like, knocked out and whatever. Um, and they, they they try and break that up. Uh, so that was uh, disappointing to see. You, you, again, you, you expect them to kind of be like that, but it's still disappointing to see that kind of behaviour. Um, yes. Which which really, set, which really sets a more sort of deeper tone of what's going on here. We know this is basically a slave camp, but every single other person here isn't pregnant and is... Uh, Preferred to be knocked over. I don't know how you how would put that. Um, you, you don't you don't hit pregnant women. You don't knock over pregnant women. Is is my point. So, um, what did you think yes. of uh, that part with uh, with Annie there?
0: Yeah, no. I mean, you'd they, think they'd have a little bit more care. I mean, given. I, I mean it's it's not like it's the handmaid's tale and it's it, it's impossible to get pregnant and you know pregnant women are sort of revered in the way way mm-hmm. that um, they are in that but it's it, even so you it's it's not the easiest thing to bring a child into the world at the best of times particularly in the middle of a zombie apocalypse you kind of think that they would have a little bit more care for um people that are pregnant in this world as well. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, that, that was sort of difficult to, to see them doing that. And then was Negan was no reason stepping
1: either. Like, yeah, yeah. It was just a show of power, I suppose. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um So that was uh good stuff. Uh Then there's a bit, the other bit as well, where Ezekiel's kind of talking to Negan, um and saying about helping and um I, I liked that again I like when shows I like when shows that have been on the air for a while do this. Ezekiel actually turning around to Negan and saying, like, look, I haven't forgotten about what's happened and this and that happened and, you know, we were at war against each other if you remember the All That War storyline, obviously Ezekiel was there. And it it's it's been interesting for Ezekiel in this situation because he kinda knows he it, it, him and Negan and well this whole group, that their their whole group need each other and they're going to need some other people as well but he doesn't like his eagerness is his eagerness to help Negan and like go along with what he's doing is is more difficult for him because of the the history there and again I just I just like when shows that have been on for a while um with with characters that have got history um do actually talk about you know things that have happened in the past especially in these types of situations so I thought that was a I thought that was a pretty good scene. Um, what did you make of Ezekiel and Negan's um, brief kind of conversation?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're sort of working together, but Ezekiel still sort of hates Negan. And, you know, talking about sort of the reasoning for that and about the fact that uh, yeah, the saviour is having murdered Benjamin, who, and to be fair, I'd completely forgotten about it. I remember Henry. But, uh Benjamin was the older brother and i completely forgotten about him so <laughs> uh, but yes so so that was sort of like nice to be reminded of that um but yeah uh that so i mean yeah i i get it i mean the the whole sort of ezekiel's not gonna forgive negan for the fact that he took down the whole of um his Encampment, you know, he took down the whole of the kingdom. So, you know, Ezekiel is never really going to forgive Negan, I don't think, no matter what. Um, but he's also a good person, mm-hmm. and when he sees Negan stand up in this next bit, he steps forward. So,
1: yeah, yeah, which is our next paragraph. Um, but no, I just I, I, that that's that's one of the reasons I think. With at least within walking dead i mean um like the with what negan's character has become is one of the more interesting ones to me because of like if you, if you go through literally season one to season 11 um the the villains that we've had most of them have died like pr- pretty much all of them apart from negan have died and then that's where in the book kirkman decided like no i'm gonna have rick do this different thing and actually keep him alive and try to build more of a civilization and stuff and like have prisoners and things which you know N- Negan ended up being um and that that being a change for that but then also just just the path that Negan's gone on since then like if you, i, I to, to me personally if you look at that season 6 finale and the way that he talks and the person that he is and you go to this episode he is a different person um which also makes these 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 types of worlds so fascinating to me the, these zombie apocalypse type worlds, worlds because you could still look at Negan and think, "Okay, Glenn was my friend, or you know, whatever," and you still killed him. But and in 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 a real world situation like ours, obviously that's a that's a crime, and you are supposed to be punished for it. But within the, I've talked about this a little bit in the past before. I think within things like murder and survival and killing and whatever. You do have to look at that in a bit of a different way, and sure, when we we're all watching that season seven premiere, when he's killed Glenn and everyone's devastated, and he's killed Abraham, we're all like, you know, screw this guy, and we want him dead, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you slowly go through the seasons, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and you see that okay, not only you know he's he's wanted to have, have that willingness to change, because um, if Negan was now the same guy that he was in that season six finale or season seven premiere whatever, however you put that um it, but most of what had has happened between now and then would play out very very differently i think certainly so um <laughs> i mean one of the things that probably would have happened is as soon as he's let out the prison would have tried to i don't know keep killing people or do, doing doing crimes um that, that's also where i look at negan as like an upgrade on the governor the governor's a great character well played by david morrissey and all that sort of thing but and there there is certain similarities between them but their approach is, is is very different and i like that we went in the show from governor to negan and now we've kept him around i'm i'm glad that he's not dead because he's is such an interesting character obviously jeffrey's acting is always brilliant as him so um again it, it, these t- these types of scenes where you can dive into that a little bit more which i think is cool and although we haven't had Zekiel for as long he's still a character that's gone through Quite a bit. I, I kept wondering. By the way, I, I've had this question for a few episodes, but it kept slipping in my mind. Ezekiel's not got the cancer thing anymore, has he? he he's gotten rid of that,
0: isn't he? I I thought so. Yeah. I mean, although there's always a chance that something like that could come back, but I think yeah. they removed the growth. I think that because I, I remember he got them removing up. it. Yeah. Yeah, because he got bumped up the surgery thing. That was a whole thing. So, right. so yeah. yes, I think they moved it. I mean, I don't whether that means he's completely in the clear. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I mean, certainly, was.
1: yeah, because he's not like coughing or he's, he's not mentioned it. There's nothing yeah. on, on his neck. There were a few like close-up shots of his face, and I can't see anything on his neck on his neck. So no, no, no. Yeah, so,
0: so I I think he's he's kind of in the clear on that,
1: mm-hmm. which is good uh speaking of the Negan scene thankfully Ezekiel Magna princess and a lot of prisoners moved in front um moved to stand in front of the wardens would be victim shoot them all the villain halted at his guards uh, they did not in fact one still ticked that he'd been denied a transfer to be with his brother as he was like as he was dying um how's that for dense plotting it says here uh what one what, what of the better developments for a red shirt character i think yeah uh it was actually kind of interesting um took aim at the warden himself in turn uh he saw a, an opportunity grabbed kelly and kind of backed up into daryl and got yes. stabbed, in the, stabbed in the back i think initially i thought it was in the neck and i thought i was dead straight away but i, th- I think he got him in the back mm-hmm. so um it, it's so interesting how, how all this because we'll, we'll talk about the uh um i haven't got anything written in here but we can talk about the connie um daryl stuff in a minute um yeah it, it was it was nice to, there's a little bit of convenience to it like okay this exact spot in this yeah. big area daryl's he's gonna back directly into daryl and not turn around or anything but I, I i was i was fine with the way it played out i, th- I thought it was uh Pretty good. Uh in the end Daryl, Connie, Carol, Maggie, Rosita, and Gabriel, lots of characters, arrived on the scene in time to keep any of our regulars from being harmed. And then we'll move on to Coco in a minute. Um I think we mentioned this before, but uh it, it it's good now that they finally got back to um having scenes with Connie and with Daryl. I really, really, really want her to go with him on this spin-off season. Um, mm-hmm. I think, cause, I mean, in terms of like female characters, obviously he's had a long, long friendship with uh, with Carol since season one. They're both they're they're the only two, apart from Morgan, they're the only two season one regulars that are left, apart from also Rick, but he's also not on screen. So yeah, um, we that. There was more of a sisterly kind of thing with Beth, I I suppose that didn't last as long, and then there's his friendship mm-hmm. with Connie, and of course you've got your shippers out there people that um you know given i I can't remember what the what all the names are people people like combine the first names of these people and like come up with with ship names to me um in terms of daryl he reads to me and has read to me for a long time as asexual um the, 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 the way that he's approached any character on this show whether it be male female you know whoever um he, even if you think, I mean, he's been in it since. I think he got introduced in what the third episode or something of season one. It was. Well, it wasn't in the pilot because uh, although he was in the Atlanta group, he was kind of d- doing his own thing a little bit. And obviously, Merle was there, um, which is great. You know, if 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 he isn't it, and then never have to sort of like define it per se. Obviously, we've had a lot of time with Daryl anyway, um, and I really like his uh, friendship with with uh, Carol and what he had with Beth and. Um, Especially this new development with Connie, and obviously got the whole sign language thing, which is cool and interesting and and kind of different um but i I would like that a lot i th- in fact, I think it would be kind of disappointing if he if he did actually go completely on his own um and just left everybody there um do do you think there's a chance that connie we'll, we'll talk about the actual potential shooting scene in a minute um what, what do you think might happen with them too? Do you think Daryl might go off on his own to this spin off
0: well, I mean yeah we, we've talked a little bit about this before because i mean it was written with a couple of people in mind but then norman has also said there will be some familiar faces in it so you do wonder whether kelly and connie maybe go with him um they would be the obvious ones to sort of mm. take that trip as well um and you know i'd be okay with that and and i sort of agree with what you're saying about sort of daryl appears to be a sort of asexual character he doesn't have a particular interest in anyone he cares about people but he he doesn't seem to have a sort of sexual interest in a- anyone particularly um You know, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think he's got many other things going on with his life right now, you know, just staying alive and he's a very sort of solitary character. So, you know, uh, I think that's fine. You don't need to be putting kind of love stories into this. You know, clearly he's very, very close with Carol, um, but I think that is more a brother-sister sort of relationship. Um, I think there may be something maybe something more with connie if there is with anybody but at this point it's it's certainly not like blatant and i'm okay with that i don't think you necessarily need that in here Mm -hmm. you know they've never i mean the the show is very very sparing on even when they've coupled characters up on how much they do in terms of relationships you know um because i mean if you think sort of post the time jump and stuff, you had a few people that had got together, but they don't massively go into it. And you also had the Rick and Michonne thing, Mm -hmm. which yes, they became a couple, but it it was never sort of a big long drawn out thing. It was just, they're a couple, you know, they've never hugely gone into the sort of, you know, it's not, it's not a YA drama, you know, they've not got into that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So Yeah.
1: The most kind of drama we've had with love stories, I suppose, is the the, the love triangle with Sasha, Abraham, and Rosita. Um, that didn't last that long, though. Um, unfortunately, both Abraham and Sasha died, obviously. So, because um, who, who do we have? We got I think y- Yumiko and Magna are together, aren't they? Although we haven't seen those two t- together for for a bit of time. Yeah, because uh, it's been kind of Yumiko doing all this political stuff. Um, this is- What else have we had?
0: Um, Uh, Gabriel's
1: supposed to be with Rosita, I think.
0: Yeah, Mercer's supposed to be with Princess. They kind of broke up, so... Yeah, um, Eugene's supposed to be with, with, uh, what's her face, Uh, Mercer's... Max, yes. Uh, Max, (laughs) yes, Max Stephanie. But, I mean, again, even though that was sort of a... was a major plot point about them falling for each other, it was a fake-out because... Uh, you know she was pretending to be somebody else and you know so they they've done sort of interesting things when it comes to the relationship stuff i think in the show it's never been sort of a direct just two people falling for each other particularly mm. you know
1: yeah yeah um but no i i like the development of and as i said in the i think in the first i'm trying to figure out cuz we've had three sections of this final season in sort of the start of this last Section of episodes, I remember saying okay we we've had a lot of time with Daryl, not a lot of time with Connie, but they developed that relationship and then kind of didn't do anything with it for like three or four episodes, and now they're back in scenes together which is which is good, so um, I just I Ooh. like that I like that friendship a lot um, and sure, if you wanted to have Kelly along as well, you've got the sisters there um uh, which is which I think they're sisters aren't they um yeah. which is which is very good, so could do. Um, we'll just have to see how it all plays out. It, it looks like the first of the three spin offs that we're going to get is this Maggie Negan one because it is actually filming right now. So, yeah. Uh, which is good. Um, so, yeah, this, this rewinding the episode just slightly um, this shooting scene, like they're, they're queuing up, what was it, six guards or something? You've got the warden there, and then you've got like pretty much all the main characters. You've got like, I, I noticed Jerry's wife was was there as well um obviously jerry's off with the the uh oceanside group isn't he um -hmm. but i think jerry's wife was there had ezekiel and uh rosita and all the other ones um and even though i didn't specifically think okay somebody's going to die there was a part of me i thought okay you do have a lot of characters here and there are a lot of guns pointing at them you only need one bullet to go off and although that bullet cannot, well, it can hit Negan, but he cannot die because he's literally mm-hmm. he's literally filming something right now that takes place after this show. It'd be different if it was a prequel. Obviously, he he could die then. Um, he 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 can get shot, but he cannot die. He can't turn either, which I suppose includes him would include him dying. Um, yes. But there, um, because I don't think anybody else who was there has a spin off. Because obviously, Daryl comes around the corner later. Um, like Ezekiel could have died, Rosita could have died, Jerry's wife could have died. There was a Kelly there, um, some other characters as well. Um, th- this was the first I- in these 24 episodes that we've had, or I suppose 22 so far. This was kind of the first time where I thought, okay, final season. We know certain characters are safe, but not all of them. This is the this was the first time I thought, okay, somebody could die here. But I didn't necessarily have it in my mind that like somebody's going to just that somebody could. Um, yeah. What What were you th- feeling in terms of stakes in this scene?
0: Yeah, I think that is true because there were so many that were, were sort of stood up in front and particularly when Ezekiel first went out, you do wonder if this is going to be sort of a certain ironic sort of thing where Ezekiel gets himself shot for Negan would be uh, hmm. a, a really interesting kind of uh, yeah. twist but that didn't happen and um yeah i, I i'm really quite interested in what was going to happen here because as you say although negan we know he could get winged but could, can't actually die um you, you know ezekiel magna princess uh connie uh you know all those characters a fair game so mm. yeah uh, same with kelly as well so it, it was yeah there was some tension in that scene which was was quite good because it was there is a mix of you know there's a lot of characters in the show and there was a good mix of people that you could potentially have killed off and it, it did just need like one bullet to go into somebody and all hell to break loose so I mean, I didn't think they were going to end up mowing down half the cast. No, That, no. that would seem like a <laughs> weird way, way of wedding. going out. No, but it it, it would, yeah, they, they did, hadn't really earned the right to build up to something like that. But hmm. you could have had something where one of the main characters have got shot at that point. Um, and again, it would have been ironic. Given Negan's history, that it, if it was protecting Negan, that somebody else got shot, and what that, what effect that would have on him and stuff. So, you know, yeah, it was, it was sort of interesting. That I'm, I mean, I'm glad everybody survived. Oh but, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't want any of these people to die. They just could have. So. Yes. Um, I like this. The small, technically a small kind of twist because the, the way this cam, the camera kept cutting over to, let's say, our trooper person the one that we were kind of rooting for i was like oh is he gonna turn around and shoot the warden and then they started doing little things with the camera of where they were like the cameras focused on him a bit and like they weren't uh quite like fully they had their guns up but the, the 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 order hadn't quite fully sort of gone out on that and i thought hmm is is the guy gonna turn around and shoot him does that mean the other wardens are gonna turn around and shoot sorry the other troopers are gonna shoot our trooper guy or like how how is that gonna play out yeah. and then the the grab of kelly um and then him walking backwards was like an interesting change from that because C- instead of it simply just being oh the trooper guy's going to be the hero shoot the warden and that'll be it there was the extra like s- almost secondary bit of tension where it was like okay now mm-hmm. he has kelly we know kelly can die don't want her to but she, she can um and then daryl just sneaks up which i thought was good so yes. um overall i thought the scene was was played out uh quite well so that was that was good i I also did like from negan as well that um he was like no you have to i want you to shoot me instead of my wife which which, again for stakes is interesting because like we know that can't happen but she she can get shot uh but thankfully she didn't either so Mm -hmm. um i think it all worked out in the end yes uh something that didn't work out quite so much uh but where was coco maggie had rescued herschel they um it was maggie and uh What's the name Carol that were like searching the the houses and stuff and they'd they'd found Herschel and shot the guard straight away. Uh no hesitation there. But Rosita's baby girl was nowhere to be found. Uh when Rosita threatened the warden um with having his face chewed off by Walker, he still wouldn't reveal the youngster's whereabouts. You will lose everything, he hissed. Um so uh she let the reanimated trooper chow down on his eyeball. I thought it was his nose initially, I couldn't quite see where the bite was, but then it was his eyeball, so <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the camera cut to uh Gabriel during this, who has saved missing life? <laughs> yes. <eye? laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. They're trying to tell us yeah. something now, I think, eye for an eye or something like that, yes. maybe. So, yes. Um not, not 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 the most deeply thematic thing, but um <laughs> it, it was it was a good effort. Um yeah I, still. yeah, I like seeing this from Rosita, obviously it's not nice that Coco's missing. I don't think Coco's gonna be dead. I didn't think that Herschel was gonna be either. Um I, I would like... I would like to think at this point... The Walking Dead isn't going to kill off any more kids. Because it's got a, a, a long history of, of killing off children, characters. Um, I don't need to list them all. You, you know who they all are. Um, m- most of them have been Carol's kids, unfortunately. But... Um, yeah, is it was, it was, You know, them sort of just going in and, and getting all that done. I like to see uh, Rosita being badass with this as well. Um... So yeah, we just we have to find uh, Coco at some point. So, what did you think <laughs> of uh, these Rosita scenes?
0: Yeah, I, nice to see uh, Rosita getting sort of badass and using the walker as the weapon. And yeah, that that's mm. always uh, really good seeing that sort of stuff. And um, I'm sort of with you. I don't think they would have killed the children because I don't know what advantage that serves them. It yeah, makes more sense it makes more sense to keep the kids alive to try and keep the adults in line as a sort of you know way of of saying haha we've got your kids you know um so it, it sort of makes more sense to to keep them alive and also their you, know, you human population is limited so they are your future generations as well and it comes back to sort of know, yeah, the the surprising mistreatment of a pregnant woman earlier on you know you there, there aren't as many humans around as they once were due to the fact that you're in a zombie apocalypse and you'd think they'd keep the kids safe you know because you want them to be able to grow up and become productive members of their society, even if they are indoctrinated into the sort of commonwealth, but you'd think it makes more sense to keep them around. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I I, just don't see with two episodes to go what. And I mean, it, it would be more shock value than anything if, if you'd have killed off Coco or Herschel or if it was Judith or RJ or whoever. Um, and even though I've talked about RJ's like weird lack of development, it would still be like too much. I, I just think that would be more shock value than anything else. I, I don't mm. see. I don't really see like the narrative or the character or the story point of doing that um mm-hmm. as opposed to as opposed to what you set up here, which is hey, we're gonna line up a bunch of people and potentially shoot one of the adult characters um I just yeah, but with two episodes left, and you you want to have a long ongoing franchise um it doesn't make sense to me to kill any of the kids, which they haven't yet, so that's that's no any any of the ones that are left anyway, so um that was good uh speaking of things that. Aren't good, but might get better. Depends on how you look at the Eugene situation. Ultimately, uh, Eugene was shocked, uh, found guilty, and sentenced to be executed within the hour. Uh, but when he was taken for what he thought was going to be his final walk, bag over his head, all that kind of stuff, it led to Mercer. Uh, was Max's brother going to kill her boyfriend? Nope, he was on our side. It turned out it's time to fuck shit up, he said. Um, at AMC dropping some uh, F-bombs, which is which is cool. Would have been great if you did that in the season... finale when was the train car thing you know when rick said um this groom with the wrong people yeah yeah i think that was that that was way before all the amc plus stuff was going on um anyway it was cool to see mercer say that um the one kind of like politically funny kind of thing was like oh we 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 have your uh son but you know obviously sebastian on tape confessing and whatnot and Pamela does the very political thing of like, no, no, it was fake. It that 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 wasn't his voice. Yes, wow,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Tries to kind of fake news it, which is yeah, just just nuts. Yeah, because clearly it was. And I Mm -hmm. mean, what what sort of there is what sort of manipulation do they think that that these people have access to? In this exactly, we don't have the
1: technology to do that.
0: Yeah, it's not. they They don't. Like, like, I mean, yes, now you could do it, uh, you know, with all this technology we've got here and now. But and and I know they've got computers and stuff, I, I guess. But it's not like the things that people have common access to in the Commonwealth, and yeah, it just just they had like a, a basic kind of nineteen eighties tape recorder to record stuff on. How on earth do, are they going to kind of fake his voice on that? It's ridiculous. What a stupid claim to make. But, you know, we've heard people make stupid claims all the time when it comes to politics, and they seem to get away with it. So, uh, Yes, yes. Especially the day and age that we live in. <laughs> yes. Um, the, the, the Time to Fuck Shit Up line apparently was, uh, according to Angela Kang, was ad-libbed by uh, Michael James Shaw, the actor that plays Mercer. Uh, that that's a completely out line it wasn't in the script <laughs> oh
1: nice, nice
0: so
1: that's cool um, but this is working out in the end. I suppose Eugene's not gonna get killed, which even though he's not my favorite character, I don't want him to get killed that that doesn't yeah. need to happen um but yeah good good for Mercer to finally come around to, to their side. It was interesting as well because there's like a there's a scene within kind of all this story where uh I was it? I think it was Yumiko went to see. Mercer and said like, hey, could you kind of stand up for us? He's like, oh, it won't make any difference but yeah, I just planned all along which was which was good. Um, yeah, two episodes to go. Two episodes to go. Um, we'll see how all this uh, plays out, I suppose. I, I can't believe there's only two episodes left. Although it's Well It's yeah. weird because okay, for The Walking Dead, the TV show, there's two episodes left but then we've got 18... Uh, so if you've got the three shows, Daryl, then the, the, the other two, six episodes each, I think they're getting, so 18. Um, mm-hmm. We still have a bunch left, and then we've got, well, War Beyond's actually finished. Uh, then we've got Tales, and we've got Fear. Um, it would be kind of strange. T- to me, I mean, Tales is kind of its own... Tales is almost like the Legends of Tomorrow of this franchise, where, like, you know how Legends would kind of... It would be involved in the crossovers for for DC, but Legends would very yeah. much be doing its own thing because of the time travel. Yeah. always kind of almost fills And we haven't seen any of the episodes Because they're, li- they're literally not available anywhere <laughs> Over here yeah. um, How that can, kind of, that can Very much do its own thing To me it would feel weird L- Looking at the, s- the state of the franchise now If Fear outlasts Obviously it will outlast this show Because this show will be finished in two weeks Outlasts all the spin-offs That would be kind of strange um, But I suppose you can't end t- too many of the shows in one go I don't know We'll We'll see what happens um anyway that's it for the end of the episode um let's get into some feedback and whatnot uh, if you'd like to send in, send in any episodes there'll be three more podcasts uh left which will be next week's review um and then the finale review and then the series wrap up we will still do a series wrap up even though there'll be other uh, shows and stuff because the walking dead the tv show is is wrapping up uh matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, org, twitter etalk uk is a contact page information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes uh jackson writes in says uh using a numbered and the etalk rating system what would you give the walking dead um so for those of you unfamiliar with entertainment talk which this could be your first episode if so welcome um, we have a rating system on entertainment talk when it comes to tv which this is a tv show uh, we've got strong must see and this was all made up made up kind of by me it was just what i <laughs> kind of came up with for for most of our reviews uh strong must see which is like that's your top top tier prestige television show see so all things like breaking bad and all, all that type of stuff uh, then must see which is like still fantastic but not quite that sort of top shelf prestige stuff then we got don't skip which is kind of i recommend you don't skip this i recommend that you watch it on like a base level then possible skip which is kind of this is good you might like it you might not it's kind of a you know passable sort of sort of thing but for something that i don't fully dislike but didn't like for example and then we got skip which is like this isn't good you can skip it and then the hard skip which is just this is terrible this is awful kind of thing so hopefully that all makes sense um, I would give this, so in terms of the numbers. Let's say, you know, ten is the best, one is the worst. I would give us like an eight. I think we still have two episodes left, so the finale could screw things up. We'll see. Um, I'd say an eight out of ten and a don't skip because mm-hmm. there's been. I mean, for for rides of TV shows, and what I mean by that is the ups and downs of TV shows. Obviously, there's a lot of history with it because you've got eleven seasons. Um, we've had some very low lows. You know, season seven, season eight, <laughs> I think. Um, but some genuinely really good stuff has come out from Walking Dead. Some stuff that's really, like, hit us and entertained us and whatnot. So I think a don't skip, like a general just recommendation, I think, fits. And an eight out of ten seems good to me, I think. Um, what would you sort of roughly give this show from that perspective?
0: Yeah, I think I think that sounds reasonable to me. I mean... Um... Like you say, it's such a long-running show, and they've been, there, there are some se- seasons which are tough to walk through. I, you know, I mean, you talked about sort of it being like wading through mud on some seasons, particularly the sort of the end of the Negan War stuff or just went on way, way too long. Um, so there have been a few points where it has been that way. Uh, but overall, it has been a really entertaining show. You know, um, it's been very, very enjoyable. So I think certainly 8 out of 10 Don't Skip sounds like a reasonably solid rating, I would say, for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the show's strongest point is... what well, This, to me, feels like a much more character-driven show than a plot-driven show, because it gets you to care mm-hmm. about these characters. Um, the... This has been one of the best casted shows um that that I've that I've seen, especially in terms of comic book accuracy. I mean, some of these people like li- literally look like look like they've been, you know, printed from the page, so to speak, if if that makes sense. Um like they look exactly <laughs> like their comic book counterparts. Um so very, very comic book accurate. Uh and even characters that weren't from the books that were like original, like, you know, you got Tara, you got Daryl, you got Merle, you've got some other characters uh, certain plot lines as well. Um, I mean look at the success of a character like Daryl. And he's none of his stories in the book. Because he doesn't exist there. Um, but uh, I also think that the quality of acting. Certainly from people like you know. Jeffrey and Melissa and Lauren and Andrew and Denai Guerrera, You know all, all those actors. Um, done a really incredible job. Which I think is, is along with where. Because we've seen like you know. Behind the scenes photos. Casting photos. This whole like Walking Dead family thing. Which I know it was a while ago, but when I went to con to uh, Walker Stalker in twenty nineteen, um, there was a sense of that. A sense of like, you know, the the these the fans and the actors are all like one big Walking Dead family and I definitely got a sense of that when I went there. Um and like when I when I've heard some of these actors talk on stage or like the way the crowd responds to when Andrew Lincoln's on stage, it feels like a big happy family kind of thing, which is which is really nice. Um and it probably really helps for the working environment as well. So, um, which, yeah, there's there's been some stuff that, that's gone wrong. Um, there's, you know, been actors that have been fired and lawsuits and things like that. It It is it is kind of amazing. This show has been able to survive what it's gone through as well. I will, I will say that. Because mm-hmm. um, some shows, like, you recast one main lead actor and the show just dies in, in, in like, half a season. People just stop watching. Um yeah. So, so some shows can have that happen to it. Um, so yeah, uh, Beth writes in and says Luke finally Heath question mark Yes or no does Heath show up in the final two episodes? <laughs> uh, I I I don't think he does. I just I don't know. Like see, it, it made more sense with Luke because the group that we were following through those episodes, the Aaron group, were literally on their way to the location where Luke was um, to see what was up with Oceanside. So it made sense that they bumped into him, especially because he'd escaped the place because it had, you know, gone to shit, and they met him in the woods. Um, nobody's like. I I can't even think the last uh, the last time a character on this show said Heath's name. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the characters no. that are still, characters that are still in the show that know him, because Tara, who was lost on the yeah, who, well, who was on the bridge with him, she's died. Um, yeah. I don't know. Glenn knew him as well. I think these died. Nicholas was was with with them at one point. He died. Um, Rick, I would guess would would know him. Um, I don't know. It, it's just been so long since anybody's mentioned anything to do with them. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe in like season three of *Tales of the Walking Dead*, he might pop up in an episode over there or something. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, that, I, that's always I, an option. Yeah.
0: I think I think Tails is most likely to be the place where he kind of pops up just as a sort of explanation as to what happened to him. Um, and as you said, the bigger problem you've got right now is who actually still knows who he is because, I mean, he had... You know, Glenn, he, he had some connection to, he's not there. Annie, um, not there. You've got... Uh, And Michonne, currently not there. So, yeah, it's, there's just not that many people around that still knows who he is. I mean, you could argue that he, maybe if he walked into Alexandria and sort of, uh, you know, Daryl spotted him or Carol spotted him, you could, there is a case that they may recognise who he is. But, other than that, yeah, it's
1: tricky. So mm. it'd be kind of sad if, for some reason, this had just popped into my head now that you said that. Imagine if he like shows up to Alexandria, they don't, nobody recognizes him, and they like shoot him or something because they think he's a trespasser. <laughs> that would be quite sad. Um, yeah, because nobody like would recognize him. Um, I for these last two episodes, I, I it doesn't feel like he would show up. Um, I mean, we how long do we have left of the show? Ninety minutes. These episodes have been about forty-five minutes each. So up, up to 2 hours roughly because the last episode might be a bit longer or something. Um we've still got to like finish this story and then see what we do after that. Um I'd be very curious to see because even with this Maggie Negan show we are nowhere near them a- any of those characters uh, I mean apart from when Annie said like oh, I'm not sure about living in the Commonwealth but they don't have to live in the Commonwealth. Um yeah, like, set, setting that up. And this, like, what you suggested, they maybe do it in one of the pilot episodes for it. Um, but then you use one of the six episodes. I, d- I don't know. So they, they have yeah. some of that to maybe set up and also decide, okay, these... How many characters do we have? Like, 20 or so? Um, what happens to all of them? So, uh, lastly, Harrison Wright-Sin says, uh, I finally found tension in the show with the almost execution scene do you think any of them was going to die? Oh, we talked about this a little bit already. Um bef- before the group jumped in, when it was just Negan and Annie, there was a part of me that thought, Okay, we don't know if she's in the spin off. Okay, she is pregnant, but it's not that it's not that like the show can't kill off a pregnant woman. It wouldn't be very nice, but no. it, there's there's a there's no rule for that. It, that's, um, that's
0: never stopped it before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plus the way they've already shown that they're treating her in the episode, they they clearly don't care. Um, there was part of me thinking, okay, are they going to use, like, are they going to kill Annie here and use that as, like, Negan wanting to, I don't know, that that, that would change him or something, which I I, I wouldn't have yeah. liked, I wouldn't have liked any of that as an idea, but that, that was something that popped into my mind, just in the case of, like, we know he can't die, she can, and then we know that there's potential that when he goes off, she might not be with him, so I was putting that together, um, but, uh. as as i kind of said i thought okay i i think they could die here but i don't think they're actually going to um Mm -hmm. which is good that they didn't so um what what was you kind of thinking in the two different scenes Uh, so you got like the annie negan stuff and then the rest of the group jumping in
0: yeah i i sort of agree i you did wonder whether they were gonna get rid of annie as a way of negan to maybe go full negan but for the good guys, you know, for it, it, if there was going to be a sort of emergence of that coming back for the last couple of episodes of him kind of going full blown, proper sort of, you know, bat swinging Negan for the because uh, they've killed his wife. I mean, there, there was there was a possibility that you could have gone down that route. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, that that would have been a, a, an interesting way to go. Um, and, but the others, though, like I was saying, that there would have been an irony to the fact that somebody like Ezekiel getting shot for Negan, a person mm-hmm. who he hated, but yeah. he's doing it for the right reasons, would have been an interesting conundrum to put in as well. So the, there were a few interesting things that they could have done had they opted for the route of kind of, Killing people off there. But it it brought the tension into that scene definitely because there are a lot of people in that scene that didn't have to survive. So mm-hmm.
1: Certainly. Um yeah, that's what we've got for you for the for the podcast this week. Uh penultimate, penultimate episode. Next week we'll see what everybody gets up to, what Mercer's got planned. Um how that may or may not involve Eugene, I don't know. Uh we'll we'll see how, how all that plays out. Um do you think the show's going to... Um, like, because we've we got some stuff left to do right for this, let's, let's say, two hours or so. Um, do you think the show's going to kind of stick the landing? Or h- how are you feeling going into these last two episodes?
0: <sighs> it's so difficult to know. I mean, you've got... Yeah, like you say, you've got two hours, maybe longer, depending if they're extending the last episodes or not. I don't know. But... You've got around two hours to to conclude this, and I mean you know you have films that are two hours long, and they do it perfectly well, so you yeah i I think they they're at a point now where everybody is ready to fight you've got people kind of connecting back together, you've sort of got them back in control of Alexandria as a sort of base camp to launch an attack from um how they actually do it i don't know that's the only thing right now is how they actually get people on side and expose this for what it is but um yeah i i i don't know i as i say i'm less concerned about them setting up other things because i think you can do that in the opening episodes of those spin-off shows. I think you've sort of got to conclude this in such a way that it 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 means that it's rounded off nicely and you don't necessarily need to majorly set up any of the spin-offs. You know, you don't you don't need to have something of like sort of necessarily Daryl you have know, somebody go to Daryl, "Hey, have you heard about this thing that's going on in France?" You know, you don't you don't really need that at this point. Uh, because you could do that and you you can have daryl settled back into alexandria and everything being okay and then something crop up in the opening episode of the the daryl Dixon series so you you don't need to necessarily set huge amounts of things up here you sort of want to try and bring this to a conclusion of some sort's for these characters and for this story arc so uh, I, I don't know I, I have faith that they can they can bring it into a reasonable point I think
1: yeah we shall see two episodes to go uh, join us for, for those episodes uh, you can do so of course if you go over to entertainmenttalk.org uh, and podcast platforms entertainment talk that's for TV games films main a podcast so check out all of what we're doing at the moment uh, some stuff going on of course uh, if you want to support entertainment talk and the podcast in other ways of course you can listen to more episodes you can also simply tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it either by telling them or using social media as well uh, Patreon $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options have a look out for that as well if you'd like to uh, Geek Town and Geek Town Radio TV and film news uh, renewals cancellations pickups air dates uh, David what's happening over with uh, Geek Town
0: Uh well the the podcast is is um, a, a bit all over the place at the moment due to the fact that I'm in America right now and uh, uh, there was a, a special that went up last week because literally before I left it was MCM Comic Con in London and I was buried under a pile of editing so uh, there was a special that went out last week which we t- had a few bits and pieces of was was interviews and stuff from MCM. There is now a post up on the website which has all the videos from MCM that is up on there and cosplay photos and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but the re- there was a ridiculous amount of panels and um, interviews so there was a bunch of clips from a panel with Martin Sheen. There was a panel with uh, Mason Alexander Park who plays Desire and Tom Sturridge who plays Dream in The Sandman who were brilliant. Uh, they've also renewed The Sandman this week as well uh there was a smallville panel with uh, tom welling erica durance and laura vandervoort uh pray for the devil interview with comments colin salmon which is a new movie that's out we are not alone interview with uh, Lawrence rickard ben Wilbond, and uh, declan baxter which is a they've just put a trailer up for that which is on the front page of the website right now as well which is a a new 90 minute special that is coming to the dave channel and um that's the writers from ghosts and it looks very very funny so go and check that out up there and there's an interview up there as well uh the bastard son and the devil himself which is a really good new series it's a YA adaptation of a book by joe barton the man that did the lazarus project which is also a great tv series uh there is an interview with the cast and joe up on there as well uh uh there's a uh an interview with The um, writers and producers of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves, which is a live action film, which is due to come out next year and looks absolutely hilarious. The writers of it are the same people that wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, the producer of it is the producer of a bunch of Marvel movies. And um, they're they're hilarious as well. And uh, so that is um, well worth going to check out. There is a trailer for that up there as well. Uh, There's an interview with the cast of uh, Transformers Earthspark as well, which is a new Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus series. And one of the people that is doing the voices of Optimus Prime in that is Alan Tudyk from Firefly and um, Resident Alien and all that sort of stuff. So there's there's a tonne of videos there's like 46 videos i think i put up on the youtube channel so you can go (laughs) check that out on the youtube channel that's why i i I didn't manage to get a show out next week and this week i I would have recorded a show on monday but i was horrifically jet lagged so um i i'm not sure I, i think i'm going to put an interview show up later on this week hopefully we'll try and arrange to do an actual show next week we then might have to miss the week afterwards because it's thanksgiving and i'm somewhere else so um uh and then we'll be back and we'll be getting into december and we'll be launching the uh the geek town awards and all that sort of stuff for december as well so uh there's there's lots of stuff going on over on the website there is news going up as well i am posting news stories there's there's um you know air dates and there's an itvx launch date and a whole bunch of Casting news and other things as well. So, but go and check all that out on the website at geektown. co. YouTube channel like I say which is youtube. com forward slash geektown. You can go and check that out there, and uh, Geektown Radio on all your favourite podcast platforms. Go and check that out as well.
1: Excellent. So go and check all that stuff out over there. Lots going on. Uh, in terms of other people, of course you can find Bex over on Twitch, Trista bytes, and of course across other platforms as well. Uh, she does chat, retro and game streams and all that kind of fun stuff as well. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitch as well, it's at etalkuk.com. As for just various different game streams, I've been streaming a bit of Gotham Knights. Um, streamed some Modern Warfare kind of recently as well. I will bring back uh, Career Mode by the end of the year. That's for the FIFA 22 Career Mode. I've, I'll finish off the uh, the rest of the season before the year is out. Uh, So look out for that. And if you miss any of those uh, streams or gameplay stuff or game clips. I put a, some new game clips up recently. Uh, all, all of it ends up on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. I've experimented with a little bit as well. We're streaming on YouTube. Um, I, I don't know if there's much difference between YouTube and Twitch, but just uh, to, to to all that. But if you want to uh, get all of it archived, it's all going to end up on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. But just follow the Twitch thing and subscribe to us on YouTube. That's the best way to get all of our stuff. Uh, none of that really gets posted on the website because that would be even more stuff. But yeah, Twitch, eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Uh, if you want some funny cod clips because people are funny to play against on that game uh, then then there's that as well Uh, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next week for the penultimate episode that's going to be interesting (laughs) alright thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye
0: bye